Hi everyone, this is Chitika. Welcome back to Working Knowledge. Um, this is an episode we recorded a little while ago as part of our tech series, but didn't get a chance to share. So here it is. Uh, we hope you like it, and this is going to be our last bit of content for a little while. Um, so we hope you enjoyed um, joining us on our little journey to learn new things, and we hope that you keep doing it on your own time um, as things move on. So we hope everyone is being safe and careful. And um, without further ado, here is our last episode. Hello, everyone. This is Chitika. Hello, everyone. This is Selena. And you're listening to the Working Knowledge Podcast. Um, welcome back. We're on episode five of series three. Yeah, mm-hmm. wow. That's a lot of episodes in. Um, if you're still here, it's thank you for... 14 episodes, I think. This is our 14th episode. That makes sense. That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah. And I just, I didn't actually do any math, but that sounds correct. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> we were at 10 like two weeks ago, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you are, if you've been here from the beginning, thank you very much for staying with us as we figure out this podcasting thing and talk about a lot of, uh, talk about a lot of random things. Um, and if you're just joining us, welcome, and we hope you like Ooh. it here. Um, I hope you like it here. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to continue our series um, talking about tech, and we're just going to get a little bit, like we're going to take a step back, get a little reflective. Obviously, there are a lot of kind of things we could do specific episodes on and lots of mm-hmm. things that we definitely want to learn more about, uh, but we, we're just trying to keep with the spirit of doing like little bits of new bits of knowledge every series and then kind of like moving on to other new things so Mm -hmm. um not exactly like depth is not quite the goal (laughs) but (laughs) a little learn a little every time increase our working knowledge exactly you just need a working knowledge we're not the not diving into the ones and zeros people (laughs) but today we thought we would talk about um kind of the big picture reflect a little bit on where where technology has brought us mm-hmm. as in like humanity it's sort of like big words over there but uh selena and i both watched the social dilemma which is mm-hmm. a, a big like everyone's buzzing about it these days so it's a documentary on netflix mm-hmm. uh, yeah and uh huh, should have had all the like names of the important people listed out oh i can look it up everything but who's the you know who's the guy who's like behind it all the oh so the documentary sort of uh centers in the beginning and like the first act at least it centers around this guy named tristan harris who supposedly is a an ethical um tech giant of some sort maybe not a giant but um yeah yeah. well he spent didn't he like he spent some time at facebook and then uh google he was on the uh, gmail team and he had some ethical concerns about the way that they were designing the system um, yeah. But for those who haven't seen The Social Dilemma, I recommend it um, as a, a way to look at the situation. Um, the actual, the, like the one-liner for the, for the documentary on Google says, Tech experts sound the alarm on the dangerous human impact of social networking. Um, director is Jeff Orlowski. Don't know who that is. I don't know who that but is. that's interesting. Yeah. Because it's already, like, dissociating the, like, it's, like, the human impact of social, what is it? Social networking? Social networking, yeah. So it's, like, social networking in itself is, like, whatever, but then people mm-hmm. are, you know, like, having some damaging impact, which is interesting in, like, it's, like, shifting responsibility in a sort of subtle way. But mm-hmm. I feel like that was, a, um, like, one of the big takeaways was this, this issue of like who is responsible for what goes mm-hmm. on you know because mm-hmm. clearly there's a lot of like it's like that's the whole thing right like when you start a like if i had a company after my name we'd be, i'd be like there's like chitika the person and chitika the company so that if somebody needs to sue they sue chitika the company mm-hmm. and not like me for my personal assets and that's <laughs> what like every entrepreneur does right when they start yeah, a company, of course you like have an llc or whatever yeah, that's what it is. Uh, limited liability corporation. I don't know. Anyway, so that's kind of the vibe here. Is like that's kind of what's happening. Somebody is like, people mm-hmm. are like, well, we need to hold like X Y Z people accountable, and they're like, yeah. yeah, Facebook, 
did xyz or google did did all this as if like there is no human agency behind any of those you Mm -hmm. know decisions kind of like exactly yeah interesting it's like a i think the documentary obviously it's meant um in a very positive not positive it's meant to be like a a, constructive um, constructive um and potentially like uh maybe exaggerated version of like the the issues at hand i think my so there were like three in my opinion there were like three main acts of the the documentary uh the first being like they kind of introduced the idea of ethics in social media or like tech Mm -hmm. the second being like they talk a lot about the psychology of behind it and like um they do like these cutscenes and it's like kind of weird and then the third Uh, i think is like yeah (laughs) yeah the bad actors i think the third act is like where obviously everything ends up and it's like the the uh what do you call it like what the world could look like sort of what the world looks like and like we need regulation we need to do it deal with this and like i personally thought that the most impactful um act quote-unquote was the second where you kind of they talk a lot about the psychology behind it yeah um, because that is a huge part of social media. It's like, even in like for for my um, for HCI at CMU, um, if you do the minor, you don't have to take any of these classes. But if you do the major, you have to take psychology classes. And I think mm. um, that's like a, a hard set requirement. An indicator, yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah, and I don't know. It's just like, I guess I never really thought about it like before I went to CMU. Like sure. how and you were seventeen. Psychology yeah. plays. <laughs> yeah, I was seventeen. Well, no, I was, I was eighteen. No, was I seventeen or eighteen? I don't. Remember. You would have. Oh no, you would have just turned eighteen because you're February. Yeah, yeah, you were seventeen. You were. I was seventeen. Mm-hmm. Baby. Oof, baby. Yeah. Um, but the psychology behind it is interesting because, um, a lot of it has to do with manipulation. I think that's what a big part of the documentary was manipulating someone to do something based on. Um, the way that they surf the web or the way that they yeah. use an app. Right. Yeah. Well, that's like, I think the, and the documentary makes this pretty clear, but the core um, approach of like roping in advertising as mm-hmm. the way to monetize mm-hmm. social media mm-hmm. is where everything, like where the problem stems from. Because even pre pre-internet not that i was around but like you know pre like you were kind of around pre like yeah, mainstream actually. internet sure 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 mm-hmm. i've seen the nokias i've <laughs> used the nokias yeah but yeah pre you know pre-web uh advertising was always uh like uh like you like buy a, a space on a website but not like a, a targeted thing so much as no, it no, is no. now no but like advertising is like the og uh manipulation oh yeah mm-hmm. always like <coughs> excuse me um Oof. we i mean coming at it from say even an architectural perspective like we we study this in class sometimes too like i remember taking a class on suburbs and the way they even sell sell certain mm-hmm. kinds of like mm-hmm. lifestyles are completely based on like you know the core understandings of like how human beings work yeah. so I mean, it's everywhere. Like, obviously, consumerism is sort of, like, maybe more rampant the, the more advanced we get. But it's been the, the like, marketing and advertising and selling and, like, making money off of people is by no means a new concept. No, it's not just, at all. I think, so much more um, invasive in a way because social media is so ubiquitous. Like, mm-hmm. you really... Uh, there's so many more steps in like you know buying a home or like signing up for like the picket fence and like buying into whatever like you know life choices there's a bit more of like i think there are more opportunities to like back out of that decision or whatever as opposed to like making an instagram account and like liking a few like hundred posts and then being like never mind i guess this is all i'm gonna see now or you know mentioning to your friend over the phone that like you want to get a new dress for something mm-hmm. you're attending and then seeing ads upon ads upon ads from like yeah Shein or whoever ridiculous yeah. but yeah yeah i think i think like i like the sort of focus on psychology is really important because it 
kind of I think a lot of times depending on the generation people like will blame like divide like technology as a whole for mm-hmm. like being the problem that like if you reject you know any new stuff you'll be safe but I feel like it's important to remind ourselves that ultimately the problem is just a reflection of like human beings being parasitic all more than anything else mm-hmm. you know what I mean and it's money. like yeah it's kind of like no this is really just what happens when you throw like like tech and i don't know like consumerism together like yeah uh, definitely it's like just look at instagram and like the way that they've done like instagram uh shopping and and i guess facebook also has like shopping and stuff like that too facebook Facebook dating now too i don't even want to think about it yeah we should have talked about that in our dating episode did we not Oh. I don't think we mentioned it. Oh, well. We mentioned another well, one. As yeah, a follow-up to, what was it, like, season, series one, episode three, four, dare three, to date? Three. Facebook has dating now. I haven't tried yeah. it. I don't know anyone who's tried it. I think it's funny. I don't think people use so. it. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I think I think the advertising thing is, like, a really, a really big issue. And I know, like, in, in one part of the documentary, it's, like, I think it was um, one of the first, like, developers of facebook or something they were trying to figure out how to monetize it and yeah. and that's something that um i guess anyone who creates an online product nowadays they have to have that same discussion or they have to have that decision making point where right. you decide how are you going to make money off of this if this is like a, a product that you're selling right so there's those products that are like physical obviously those that's how you make money um but this one, I guess there's only, like, really so many options. Like, you can sell ads, like Facebook and Instagram do, and YouTube and, and Google. Um, or you can, like, sell a subscription. That's another one. Um, oh, my God. I can't mm. remember from my class. My teacher would hate me. Uh, or you can do investments. Uh, have an investor that kind of invests in, in the value of your company. Though Even that, still kind of, it kind of requires some other kind of... Uh, compensation um, Mm -hmm. making method so yeah there's really not a whole lot of ways to have a quote-unquote tech company without having some form of advertising for sure and that's the that's the problem I think with a lot of companies not being able to control yeah yeah and also I think uh, they asked this question in the documentary but as a general rule if you're getting something for free you should always like wonder somebody is paying for it yeah somebody is paying for it like you can't change the like there's always like value associated with something being given to you Mm -hmm. so there's consumerism nothing is free yeah nothing is free unless you live on like a family always says deserted island and even then i really Mm -hmm. remember i had a complete crisis once (laughs) halfway through school and i was just like i think i've talked about this already on a previous episode but i was like why am i no this was this summer when i was doing my taxes I was like, everything has, like, some money. Everybody has to pay something for something. And you don't own anything because you're always just, like, renting your, like, entire life from, you know, like, the powers that be. And it's just kind of like, what is mine in this this world? Yep. I just completely lost it. Yeah. It's okay. So I get that. Yeah. But, you know, not to make myself sound, like, extra, like, self-aware, but I don't think that's something that people sit and think about in their summer is, like, oh, my gosh, I own nothing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you, yeah. don't, you don't really... So this, 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 like, illusion of ownership is probably behind all this, too. Like, you think you have control over all these aspects of your life, including mm-hmm. your digital footprint and what you choose to see. And even the information that's, like, in your head and what you choose to believe. But, yeah... The, the illusion of choices, that's a big one. I mean, now that we can get all, one. like, moral philosophy about it and talk about determinism and whatnot, which, like, maybe... <laughs> no, 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 we're not going to go into that but, part of it. But those are, you know, that's kind it's of kind probably of where people yeah. get there and have these, like, <laughs> moments <laughs> of crisis when you feel like you don't really have any agency over what you're doing. So Well, you don't, because this... everything is... Like, advertising is manipulation in a way. Um, and social media is also manipulation, like outside of the advertising part of it. You know, there's the body dysmorphia issues. There's the um, just like the quality of life disparities, that kind of thing. Yeah, like, it's it's just 
I don't know. Sometimes I'm like always on the fence because I know like obviously we do this on social media. We promote our podcast on social media. <laughs> yeah. we, like I promote my my Etsy store on social media and it's it's like almost hard to to criticize social media because it's so prevalent in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's I guess that's why like documentaries like this are created to, to yeah. criticize. I don't know. Well, that's the tricky thing because it's made necessary because there's Mm -hmm. clearly a sort of like an advantage. There is like the the basic goal of, um, and they talk about this in documentary, but like the the Mm -hmm. core motivation behind this thing is always ultimately to like improve lives, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. usually the approach that tech innovators come at life with is like what can we do to make, make the world a easier place. faster better yeah mm-hmm. make the world a better There's, place so silicon like, valley the show um I, we talked about it you really gotta watch that yeah i know yeah um but you, there's like a running joke in in one of the earlier seasons is they're at like a uh a, a tech like presentation competition thing and every every team's like ending their presentation with and this will make the world a better yeah. place and this That's... product is here to make the world a better yeah. place yeah and like it's not that far off from reality because i doubt it they all do kind of try like a, any tech product or technological innovation is built on the idea that it will innovate something or, or make something better but it's just like so funny yeah me. yeah make no, the world I... a better place it is there are some professions right that are like kind of that's the that's the goal like doctors mm-hmm. save lives like yeah and then people like i don't know what ar- architects, architects makes they buildings do, but, yeah but like you know I, this like, is funny it, like i feel like we went through all of our this is a site but <laughs> or we went through architecture school being like yeah architecture is problem solving and now like i talk to everyone and i'm like so like what do you like why do you like what you do you know mm-hmm. and they're like well because it's problem solving and i'm like if somebody else tells me what they it's do problem is problem solving, solving I, i'm gonna lose my mind like I mean, that's what tech people would say, too, is that they're just solving the world's problems. Which is fair. Yeah. And I think that makes complete sense, actually. Mm -hmm. But then I was sitting there and thinking, I was like, what what can you not, like, ultimately, like, ultimately (laughs) posit as a problem and a solution, right? That's true. There are different, people have different abilities or, like, skills at doing that. Like, maybe Mm -hmm. depending on what, like field you're in you're not like trained or like maybe used to saying this is a problem this is a solution Mm -hmm. and maybe like ideally tech people and i don't know hopefully like designers right are (laughs) maybe designer is a good broad term because like a lot of people in tech can be considered designers but like Mm -hmm. the sort of like designers can look at problem solution because you have to have like a problem and then propose Mm -hmm. a solution Mm -hmm. via design through it so it's like okay yeah like we can you can always dissect like even a i don't know like you can dissect like a hospitality like the hospitality industry into problem solution like the problem is that people want to be entertained and your solution is how you entertain them like yeah I well do, anything I can be broken down that way exactly yeah. so that was you know another recent crisis <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's that's kind of what like back to the documentary i guess that's what these people that were interviewed were saying like we were just solving a problem and this was our solution and then it just kind of went south and then we created there. different and then you created a the nightmare yeah. yeah which is why yeah. like shurik and i were so critical of it during like the second and third act is like of course like I, we know that you like tried to just problem solve but now you can't just blame the company for you know all these problems you created you have to sort of blame um yourself because you guys are the ones making it you're making these decisions and like yeah it's ethically obviously it's not a good thing but you just have to take responsibility for it so i mean it's like that has happened in history like people talk about it with like nuclear power all Mm -hmm. the time or people are always like did you know that the dynamite was actually invented as a useful tool on construction sites it was i think yeah and so there's like not to be too critical of human beings but there is a little bit of like you know we like destroy everything we touch vibe <laughs> to human existence it just yeah increasingly i feel like that's the truth because like you give us a forest we'll set it on fire you give us social media we'll give like teenagers mental health issues mm-hmm. you give us democracy we'll well you know <laughs> yeah constantly yeah be trying to uproot it like mm-hmm. Ah, 
I don't know. But then the thing is, like, yeah, that's, like, the hard thing because these are obviously somebody sitting... Now it seems ridiculous, but when everyone first started to hear, like, well, here are the negative effects of, you know, social networking, you were kind of stunned. It was like, really? Is this even a, you know... Is this actually a problem? Yeah. And then, you know... And then now you see the long-term effects of it. I mean, we've been with, like, uh, YouTube has been around since 2006, so, like, 14 years? Only? Really? Yeah. 2005 or 2006. And, like, Facebook's been around since uh, a little after that, I believe, so... Yeah, I mean, we kind of just got into, like, the first 10, 15 years of, like, this huge rise, and we're finally starting to see the effects of it. Not, like, finally, but, like, we are starting to see the effects of Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And at the same time, like, looking back, you can... I don't know if you can hear the siren, but... Yeah, I can hear the siren. (laughs) I, I... I sound like I live in, like, New York City or something every time we record. Oh, my gosh. It's so loud. It's okay. You, but you um, live next to a hospital, so there's not much you can do about that. Fair, fair. Yeah. Uh, where was I going with that? Oh, well, looking back, it seems kind of like the signs were always there. I mean, I got my yeah, Facebook account when I was 12. Bit. I got and one I say, way before I was allowed to, I think. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was, like, close. I think the age was 13. Yeah, because that's, still that's is. the... Is it... I Which is what it's young. Called. 13 is young. Yeah. But, but I, I asked my parents. I was like, oh, you I did? Mean, everyone has a Facebook account and can I just get one? I know I'm like only 12, but like it's not that, you know. And they were like, fine, just like be responsible. But oh, it was also like nice. my friends had like their Facebook accounts when they were 10, 11. Yeah, yeah. And then people had at the time it like... was a big thing. I remember mm-hmm. like my first encounter that was like significant. Not like encounter. I think this is really funny. But uh, we were in, like, fifth or sixth grade, and then there was this new girl that had just come in from another Ooh, elementary school. Tea. And apparently she was, like, super hot. At the, I mean, she was really nice, because she's a teacher now, and she's, like, This is fifth really grade? Sweet. Yeah, but, like, at the time, like, all these boys sure. were, like, so over, like, ecstatic Head for her. Here, and yeah. I remember this very significant moment <laughs> where, um, so there was, like, one classroom here and then one classroom here, and the doors were, like, um, you could, like, look into the other classroom through the open doors of the classrooms. And she was in another class, and the boys in my class would, like, peek through the, the door, and then they'd, like, damn, she's so hot! And then they would, like, walk away and be like, what? And then it somehow word got out that she had a facebook so it was like a big deal when these boys would like friend her on facebook and she would accept that was like my significant moment remembering uh the beginnings of facebook i think i already had one before that but i just yeah, remember yeah. that moment so i would never go back to being oh, like God. 12 years old you couldn't pay me enough how old are you when you're again. in fifth grade I... 10 or 11 yeah yeah that sounds right yeah it was a big deal when that was <laughs> a thing yeah so I am sure it was. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think, like, the, the child thing is, like, a big deal now, especially because yeah. with YouTube, um, I mean, I don't know how much you know about, like, the YouTube advertising space, but they, and I'm probably going to say this completely wrong, I just know, like, generally about it because I, sure, I sure. follow some people, but no, generally, like, YouTube has changed a lot of their algorithm and, and their money-making or mm-hmm. um, money, like, advertising yeah. strategies. I guess that comes from the pressure. Um, same with like the documentary where they they ask for regulation from the government and from from these tech companies. It comes from that pressure to regulate their advertising models. Um, but yeah. then that also, in some ways, where where you have a platform like YouTube, it really harms like the creators that build up the platform. So mm. yeah, and that it's not really the same thing for like Facebook or Instagram, but it's definitely a big issue in in YouTube world. Apparently. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, the um, the part of the documentary that went over like the impact on um, young children or like mm. you know like teenagers, I think that was the most effective because <clears throat> what is up with my throat today? Yeah, mine's like kind of <coughs> weird. I think it's the weather. It's like really dry out. Today. I mean, yeah, it has to be. But this is probably making people like freak out. Like I haven't been outside. <laughs> We're in not forever. dying. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's going to get so tricky with, like, the seasonal, like, allergies and sickness because nobody's uh, going to know what they have. Yeah, the first, anyway. like, a few episodes of uh, last series, I had a really nasally voice because of my fall uh. allergies. <laughs> <coughs> no, I do that saying? sometimes. Um, like, I get 
scratchy but i was saying that that was the point i think for me like as someone watching the documentary i felt Mm -hmm. that that was the turning point because until then you know we were talking about it as we watched it too but until then it was like okay yeah you're a tech giant you're a Mm -hmm. former whatever at whatever you know you've done like been there made the money like become all this like significant person and now you're coming to tell me that you know everything you did was so harmful to me like thank you so much for this Mm -hmm. what is this like parody of being a useful person (laughs) but then they came to i think that's when actually the actors were really effective there's a scene with the young girl in the bathroom who like covers up her ears because Mm -hmm. some girl commented how they're so yeah that part was yeah i thought that was really effective and very true i mean there's a lot of people not a lot but i like i'm a big fan of jamila jamil and Mm -hmm. she is always using her platform and to say okay like we have to be really critical of the way uh, media presents famous people and people we are supposed to look like and look mm-hmm. up to. And she was talking through how, you know, there's a long list of like um, women, famous women who will get built up by the media and then like a kind of uh, strategically torn down. So, and then I started thinking about it. I mean, remember when everyone was obsessed with Jennifer Lawrence and then everyone was like, Jennifer Lawrence is so overrated. Mm -hmm. And then everyone was obsessed with, um, I don't know, it happened a lot. A lot of people. (laughs) She had like the longest list. You should follow her on Instagram. But um, she kind of puts her own, like people get like weird stories on the Daily Mail. Like Jamila Jamil does so-and-so. Jamila Jamil does so-and-so. And she kind of like reposts them and calls them out and says, None of this is true. Yeah. Like, we're so programmed to build up and break people down via, you know, mm-hmm. just the internet that um, we're, like, no, none of the stories about are about real people. Like, there's this, like, fake persona of this ideal human being that exists on the internet and nobody ever achieves that. And everyone's yeah. just kind of, like, tripping over each other and absolutely, like, sinking into unhealthy habits and lifestyles trying to mm-hmm. be like that girl that girl on instagram of course um so it's like yeah you have to think okay yes that's something that can be done on social media but then does that really take responsibility away from somebody like i know you love the kardashians but uh, you know i like, like some of them yeah sure and I, i'm assuming as like a parody of human beings not yeah, as people you respect yeah so uh if you think of like the whole Kylie Jenner phenomenon and people are like, I want to look like Kylie Jenner. So like, I'm going to apply lipstick like yeah. up to my nose. Yeah. And then people are like, I hope you realize like, that's not even, that's real not real. Face. That's not real. Like you're trying to recreate like a silicon face on your own. Mm-hmm. So that's already problematic. So, and again, those things were there for, you know, like from, from the beginning of like pop culture and media and like any of that, the, mm-hmm. the like, people trying to recreate certain looks on themselves yeah which is why like when they when they say um like these these people that used to work at these tech companies in the documentary when they say like we didn't know that this was gonna happen of course you knew this was well i don't know how you wouldn't well, you know. should have like you should yeah have. Like, like maybe this is just us being like naive and like maybe we wouldn't have known back then but like just thinking about even before technology or like social media was here this stuff was already happening in like magazines in tv in yeah. like all these things and then obviously if you're going to create a platform that makes things even easier to do to post pictures and to comment and one yeah. guy was saying like um they didn't know like the implications behind the like button or something like that mm-hmm. um like uh, of course you're just it's just making everything more transparent i just yeah and more know. in your face yeah more well, in your face a great example is this 2004 movie called 13 Going on 30. Oh, I, I love it. that movie. I'm so obsessed. Good. Yeah, it was great. So good. And actually, I think it had somewhat of an impact on me as a teenager to like mm. try to be more grounded because you watch, uh, you know, uh, Jennifer Garner's character, Jenna Rink, who, mm. by the way, the girl who played young Jenna yeah. Rink is on TikTok. And, I showed you that video. She looks exactly oh, the same. Me. Yeah, she I was looked, But you. she also looks like Jennifer Garner. Yeah. Like, they really nailed that casting because it's very believable that she grew she, up to look yeah, like... Yeah, they do look very similar. They look like they yeah. could be sisters. Gosh, it's insane. It's such anyway, a good movie. But uh, the whole, like, arc of she's caught up in everything she sees in magazines and sure. on TV, and then she goes on to, like, 
buy into this lifestyle that's been sold to her ultimately to realize that she personally doesn't care for any of it mm-hmm. um it is like it's real and those things have been true and you know like young girls have been especially susceptible to all of that mm-hmm. for like ever that's just kind of it's it. just we how it's get been here without Even, i mean precedent. that was like in the 80s and right of course it's just going to continue if you create a platform exactly. for it so it's so. kind of like well, then we come to the diversity issue because that's mm. what happens when a bunch of like privileged like white boys who like went to Stanford and no, you know, Stanford, no, MIT. Like, I know some great people who go to Stanford, but like, but people who went like who always kind of like had access to resources and didn't have yeah. any like real, uh, like you know, like, they didn't have to, like, face the world a certain way growing up because of the privilege they were born into. This is what happens when it's only those people making mm-hmm. decisions because they don't even have, like, their own experience experiences don't cover the worst of what could happen to a young person. Yeah, like, exactly. It's just, and it shows in the documentary. It's, it really it's shows because there's these, not, like, they're all white men, mostly yeah. white men. And, like, young, trendy people like that yeah. everyone aspires to be until they look into the mirror and they're like, never mind, I'm like a brown <laughs> woman, you know? Yeah, like yeah. And I think there was only, I think this was actually a big deal that someone pointed out on Twitter, is that there was only one person of color, I think, and I think it was a black woman at the very end, but she wasn't even part of the tech world. She was um, someone she from was like university. She was like a legal person. Or oh, a legal person. or she was, no, 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 she was an academic. She was like some academic, advisor for the, the documentary, yeah. I think. Yeah. But, uh, but she was not talking like about like policy person. or something. But yeah, 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 she wasn't like a tech entrepreneur. Which is like, so. it. I mean, like if she was a tech entrepreneur, I think she would have some say, obviously, in, in exactly what they're doing because that's what she yeah. was talking about. She was criticizing it. So. I highly doubt if there was like, <sighs> if there yeah. were there was enough representation in the room of people that decided let's try to sell mm-hmm. like fake lips and diet smoothies to 14 year olds. I highly doubt somebody who had actually been a 14 year old girl ever in their life would have ever wanted to do that. Would have yeah. not. Yeah. Some at least objected, you know? Yeah. And it's kind and of like, like, it's not. Yeah. I don't wholly blame like the social media companies. I also kind of blame like advertisers, right? Because they're just taking advantage of this other platform and i mean people have moved completely to online advertising nowadays yeah but it's yeah it's definitely not well, just one person's fault i know it will because yeah. ultimately it's kind of like what are, if you are a mom and pop business and you have to <laughs> it's okay there's not much we can do it's, it's okay a... i was gonna say it's a saturday but it's thursday <laughs> gonna be 24 7 even on a saturday it wouldn't matter but then you can say like come on who can people just stay indoors on saturday morning and not create problems although of course the siren could be responding to a domestic problem but yeah anyways what were you saying oh i'm sorry what were we talking about um i was gonna say something good oh no uh (laughs) Uh, oh you don't blame the social media companies advertising yes and i was like (laughs) that's kind of what i keep coming back to in my own thought process is that it's just a symptom of like the problem which is the kind of our value system as Mm -hmm. a society like not Mm -hmm. to make this you know not to drop the c word and the no but it's a big thing but like this is what happens when capitalism is like the 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 backbone of like the country like this is just like if your entire model of existence is that everything is a competition and everything needs to make money to survive of course everyone is going to jump to advertising because if you need people to buy what you do for a living for you to have a living then you're gonna sell whatever you can you know it's like either that or you you get stomped on and then you get told that it's because you don't have quality when really you just don't have the same resources and capital as everyone so it's complete bs and when you think about it from the point of view of like yes everyone has to use or does use social media advertising and that's also like there's just kind of too much information for one person um that's because you have huge companies being able to like pay for ads and afford you know like people pay people to just exist to post on instagram all the time Mm -hmm. and then pay like programmers to sit and collect like oh this is when usage is highest so we should post on like 
Friday morning and not Wednesday afternoon, et cetera, et cetera. Like when you've turned it into an entire industry that also mm-hmm. employs other people and makes them able to live. Um, then again, it always comes down to the question of like, how much initial capital do you have? A mom and pop shop that's like trying desperately to keep up with this, you know, like social media. We have to have a really cute Instagram so that yeah. people buy our pizza. It has nothing to do with how the pizza tastes. It has absolutely nothing to do with like whether or not it's even safe. Like if you don't even go to a restaurant anymore, do you know if they follow health and like, mm-hmm. you know, safety codes? Have you seen? I'm completely forgetting like where I saw this, but there was this hilarious like some kind of like social experiment some guy did on YouTube or something. And mm-hmm. he was like, I can prove that you can create a profitable like business for like a restaurant that's based on a like location out of nothing. The guy had nothing. Like he was like, he was just trying to prove that your entire like value as a business lies in the reach of your Instagram account. Oh, well, he was uh, that makes sense his, though. It was insane. I mean, I thought it was hilarious, but now I'm just like, this is, that's kind of the truth. It's kind of scary. (laughs) Now I'm looking, trying to, I'll find the link if I can, like, and try to send it to you. But he literally just, like, (laughs) starts this, like, new restaurant. Mm -hmm. He makes it have, like, Yelp reviews. He, like, gets people to write, or he, like, makes accounts and writes these, like, incredible Yelp reviews. Mm -hmm. Um, It, like, is priced really high. And this guy has no space. He's, like, sitting in a house like me. Mm-hmm. and not even like some it's not even like a very nice house that he could like turn it into you know what i mean he's just yeah. like it's like a regular like one story like like ground apartment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he has like something of a backyard and then they he like says it's going to close for a week or it's like special opening offer like on yeah. this and this day and like reservation only mm-hmm. and like you know location and it's like some kind of like in um, like amazing experience like mm-hmm. we the location is secret blah 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 and uh people start calling to make reservations oh wow and then he like books it or he like starts saying like only two spots left when there are like way more spots yeah, yeah, left. Yeah. and people call people make reservations they're like oh my god there's this like new restaurant in town and it's super mm-hmm. fancy he goes to the store and just buys like microwave meals and he just sets up like tables in his yard Oh and gosh. he like makes the yard cute and he just uses it takes him like 20 bucks like string lights because it's dark no one can mm-hmm. see what the status of the weeds is and he makes it like kind of pretty and like interesting and then part of the experience is that you get like blindfolded to be brought to the restaurant so that because it's a secret location and like reservation only and it's like so exclusive uh-huh. that's what he sells so people come so fancy and they're like they have no idea they're like walking on the most ordinary like suburban street like past like an alley you know like there's a dumpster right there but they're like dressed in their finest threads and like wearing a blindfold. is this yes theory is that who you're talking about that sounds familiar i don't know Maybe. and but then they sit there and they pay like hundred dollars for like two microwave risottos I, okay, that sounds really familiar to. I mean, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure multiple people have done this, but Yes Theory, which is a YouTube channel, they they're like their whole ethos is like seeking discomfort and like making like going out and doing things that make you uncomfortable. But they did do a, a backyard uh, restaurant in LA kind of thing with string that lights. That might be it. Yeah, no, yeah, I love Yes Theory. Yes Theory is great. Um, they're very, I wouldn't say inspirational, but they're very like. Uh, I guess inspirational to watch. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah turning cool. our backyard into the number one restaurant yeah. in LA. Yeah. But that idea is like, it's, it's true though, because, um, and it sucks to say, but you can't have a, uh, a business without some form of social media, like footprint, yeah. especially then- in a city, like, especially in a city. If you're in a sort of a rural town that everyone knows mm. each other that's like a little different even then though people still kind of look up and, right. and, and like check things online right yeah. right well because now you don't have to like if you want to eat like specialty cuisine as in like what you didn't grow up eating and mm-hmm. cooking you don't have to go to a restaurant anymore to do that a it's really easy to make special specialty food at home now <laughs> yeah. and second of all like you can order food so easily mm-hmm. so anybody going to a restaurant not even considering COVID, would only go for the ex- dining experience and for the sure. clout of like, yeah. this is where I eat and this is where I buy my coffee. And the quality makes, what like Starbucks is so popular for why? 
they burn their beans you know it's yeah, all like all advertising it's all in the like capitalism model it's just the uh, we could talk about capitalism for an entire yeah. series and i don't want to do that i don't want to like, get into i don't want to make that that's a not a topic of, that i want to yeah. do but yeah. it's just that's just kind of what it is so it's just a symptom of the the larger issue so mm-hmm. i agree with you that i think it's really disconnected of these mm-hmm. like tech giants to sit in this room and try to decide the fate of all these people and like play god and then be like oh i didn't even think of these consequences like did you yeah. not read a book i don't understand did you I, never watch also the news? like they didn't have like you were saying they didn't have diversity they didn't have research they just did it and they're just in a lot of ways these are just people that are interested in how how things work like they just want to make things work to make them work and not because right of the implications like the challenge of like faster better whatever yeah you know? yeah and yeah, exactly. not really always thinking of like like uh, we talked about this we've definitely mentioned this on an episode or maybe not i can't tell anymore but like <laughs> the you was it you who told me that like airplanes just can't get any better like i think it was you that told me maybe i'm trying to remember someone told me and it changed okay. my life because i was like maybe that's why right like people are like aviation is this like like sort of like stagnant industry mm-hmm. But it's because maybe like people like or don't bother are not bothered to make like faster planes. There's there's something like you can make like if you made planes faster, it mm-hmm. would take so much or they would be like like to actually impact um the time mm-hmm. it takes to travel from one place to another, mm-hmm. you would have to like really do a lot and you would just be on like a mock. Oh, maybe it was those, me. Like, I think I was talking about Elon ones. Musk or something, but I don't think it was on the, uh, on the podcast. But like someone told me it. that yeah planes don't get any better so yeah it's like one of those things where we have to well planes are also like so much more essential in some way but we have to <laughs> one could argue that planes could get better because you could somehow figure out how not to have such a, a like obscenely bad mileage it's like point yeah. one one gallons well i think the mile. i think the what elon musk said in this joe rogan interview which is probably what i where i heard it from is they can't get any better because uh or maybe that was rockets I don't know. I think something about like the the getting off the ground is the issue. Maybe that like I don't that. know. I mean, Whatever. it's like that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But the point is, there is a sort of desire to discover and innovate mm-hmm. to exhaustion, where you're like, "This is the best it can be." Like now, let's move on to something else. And yeah. that's how we've come to without thinking about the long term or the larger picture. I mean, that's how we've come to the whole climate change issue in the first place, where we like we don't do the math or we don't. Mm-hmm study all the consequences we don't consider like one decision you make has so many you know uh consequences yeah that follow but it's like you would think that like somebody in such a powerful position arguing that they deserve to be there because they have the best education and they're like the smartest people on the planet and the most creative and like have the interest of humanity at heart how can those people make these mistakes and then not be held accountable that's what yeah my problem is yeah like i don't aspire to be a tech entrepreneur because i know it's like not something that's like wow that's a lot and i respect you doing all kinds of cool things but like then that's why also i'm not accountable on the in the same way Mm -hmm. like you don't like i mean people don't do so many things because they're like i don't want to be the person whose like head is on like neck is on the line for something like that so much could go wrong I mean, you could so, say the same thing for architecture, but I think architecture has some more hard physical, like, proof, whereas social media is still kind of up in the air right now as to the implications. Well, also, uh, that's a conversation in architecture, too, like the famous Zaha Hadid, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. who, you know, I she's cool and all, but, like, I, I never, like, had this, like... I don't. I also feel like I don't like revere people. So yeah, um, me neither. When people say, "What's your favorite architect?" I'm like, I don't know. I don't yeah, care. this is a PSA. Like, never ask. Well, maybe it's a good litmus test. If you ask an mm. architect or architecture student who their favorite architect is, and they have a serious answer for you, mm-hmm. they don't don't trust them on anything because <laughs> I feel I know like people no that do that- have a favorite architect though. But personally, like, I don't can, like that You question. can have, like, someone you really love. Yeah, but, like, yeah. I would say, like, this is an architect I really like. Or, mm-hmm. yes, I have, like, a list of people I look up to. And if you make me answer this question, I will answer it or try to answer it. But I will also aggressively push back on this notion of having a favorite, favorite architect. Yeah. Right? Because or then favorite just, anything. I don't like the favorites question. When people ask me what my favorite anything is, I'm just like, I'm not going to answer this question. 
right? i refuse to answer well, favorites more than that i feel like especially if you're a professional in a certain mm-hmm. field like you you can't really have a favorite if you've done now we're just like on another topic but you can't really have a favorite until you or like if you've actually read anything about more than one yeah. important person in the yeah. field so you having a favorite just means you've like bought into some notion of like this is the exactly. correct way to do this mm-hmm. and you, there's no nuance to that question so uh, unless somebody challenges the, the question and gives you a nuanced answer like mm-hmm. don't like that's you know maybe don't just take it with a grain of salt or take it with a grain of salt yeah right don't just kind yeah. of like ex- yeah so i uh, how did we get here we're so distracted today <laughs> or i am uh Zahadid. Yeah. so there's this whole there was this whole controversy where like people at least one if not more like con- like construction worker on some site of hers in like shanghai like died mm-hmm. because of some like site injury because of some lack of precaution and she was like it, she literally was quoted saying it's not my responsibility what happens Oof. to workers like on a site for my project and i'm like did you did you read that sentence before you like issued it and allowed it to be published like how is that how is that even something someone can conceive i mean you are the like people can take credit right people go like azah hajid is the mastermind behind i don't know this parametric design building that looks like a, a, a spaceship and like uh mark zuckerberg is the mastermind behind like facebook Mm-hmm. But when it comes to taking responsibility, it's suddenly collaborative. It's suddenly like you were just one of the people trying to do something good. Exactly. And like it got out of hand. Nobody ever says that when they get like Ted or not Ted, like Forbes or whatever person of the year. Like nobody mm-hmm. pushes back on there's no such thing as person of the year because yeah. it's always a team or like I can't be given. Yeah, exactly. So you can be given like all the credit for something good you did, but not all the yeah. responsibility for something bad you did. That's exactly right. That's that's so important to remember because you can't just pass off responsibility just because you don't want to take the hit for it. It just, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I always think of like Dumbledore in one of the. <laughs> I think in one of the later books, like uh, he's talking to Harry as like a memory, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> yeah, it's like right at the end, and he says, you know, unfortunately, and this is like he says he says it more eloquently, but he's like basically since I'm a really like wise man and I make some really good decisions because of that my mistakes are also consequently that much more devastating. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, yeah, it's true. Like people it's who can so do true. really great things can also do really bad things and they need to know that about themselves. Like, mm-hmm. and that's, I'm not suggesting that that should paralyze people. Like, you no, know, but you it should be so something much good that and you, you do it, but you should know you that should you, know. Yeah, you're dipping your you should toes. keep it in mind. And then also just like stay aware and be informed about like the consequences, like find resources and, and, and do those things. Yeah. Yeah. Like tomorrow, if you make, uh, um, uh, like if you, now I've forgotten the, who the, who invented the dynamite, but like if, <laughs> somebody sitting either. there being like, I'm going to make this like awesome thing for people. And I know that it could be misused. I mean, like, yeah, do that and then do everything in your power to protect that technology, right? Yeah. Like, I I do, I think it, you know, the way the documentary presented things, we did come to this sort of, or we were encouraged to come to the conclusion that there needs to be more regulation and mm-hmm. more policy and more lawmaking. But also, let's not forget that, like, the whole, like, right of an individual and a private corporation is above everything, at least yeah. here. And mm-hmm. so it's a really, it's a bit of a cop-out to, like, point fingers at non-techie people sitting in, like, whatever, on Capitol Hill to mm-hmm. be the ones controlling this because you know more than anyone the implications of any of the stuff that you've done. So why can you just not champion that effort? To And I know some people, like, or, like, this Tristan guy apparently is supposed to be, like, you know, he has some like what a like ethical company or like yeah he something. has a new company that's ethical and, and he's like sense. going around like raising awareness but it's just kind of like i don't know like you can also if you're brilliant enough to invent the like thing in the first place i, I would assume you're brilliant enough to build some safeguards into it like it's yeah. not but that's just us that's just us looking back and being like y'all are stupid so. yeah but even moving forward like i think Hopefully it's always in the future, very easy yeah. to point the finger at lawmaking 
mm. and say mm-hmm. you somehow sit down and think of something on paper that will like not that it's at all comparable but like you and i have done some like policy writing at mm-hmm. our school level mm-hmm. and it's just the disconnect between like what is on sometimes you look at what's written on paper and you're like oh this is how things are supposed to happen like if we just did what we were told to do we wouldn't have problems have all in the these first issues. place yeah these sirens are in on i there's think three there's today car three this is crazy oh wow i'm i'm staying inside <laughs> anyway um yeah it's just we can always we always kind of like point at lawmaking when so many mm-hmm. issues stem from like industry in the first place it's kind of like ah yes like industry yeah. will pollute the planet but the parliament will uh figure out how to like combat climate change it's so all it's like, cic- like circular cyclical it's like everyone's yeah. pointing fingers at everyone it's like the spider-man meme the spider-man like, meme yeah it's like uh yeah yeah you did it no you did it um yeah anyways so, yeah well i don't know that was our rant um not really a rant mm-hmm. i guess it was a good discussion. i mean i think it was i think we said some important things and in the yeah, process i think the main takeaways i think that we uh got from like this documentary and from like other research and just like living in the social media age is like privacy will always be an issue manipulation yeah. is always an issue with the, the advertising models and i guess like regulation is something else um that that should be considered and, and like hopefully i don't know people got something out of this maybe you related mm-hmm. to us in some way uh yeah i mean we could we could talk endlessly like i feel like we could fill a second episode but With, I, yeah i just like to think like as a person who's in the middle of all of this mm-hmm. i feel like it just pushes me to have like greater accountability yeah. as a person like Definitely. i just want to just because i feel like all you can do is try to be more responsible as a consumer right so like if you can like it's the same on the same level as thinking about your carbon footprint of like what you eat and what you buy kind of like maybe Mm -hmm. maybe reconsider like what digital content you consume and like the impact it has on you and people around you like it's yeah hard to do and unfair on some level that other better off people get to like feed you whatever nonsense and you have to sift through it Mm -hmm. but that was a thing when newspapers were how we got our news and it's like maybe more pronounced but it's still a thing when you get your news like online so like ultimately they're just issues of the human condition and like either we evolve to be more compassionate as a species or we like die out i think it'll probably be the latter but yeah uh, yeah hopefully the jetsons version of life will come true i don't know we'll see maybe we'll We'll evolve past paper money at that point though or I feel like we're well past paper money. I don't know if I have any cash in the house. I, I always try to keep a little bit of cash with me. But anyways. Good. Um, make sure you guys subscribe on your various uh, streaming platforms. Give us a like or a thumbs up and uh, follow our Instagram, which is workingknowledge underscore podcast. It's a um, mouthful. Yeah, but it's it's easy to remember. But we don't we don't ads or anything. We don't we just want you to listen to our podcast. <laughs> we just podcast. post clips and we don't do ads. Yay. This is just uh, for fun. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to say? No? no. Anything to plug? Be safe on the internet. No, we already plugged our Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you guys, and we will hear slash see you guys next time, or talk slash see you guys next time. Bye. They'll see us. Yeah. Bye.